how's your uh, Christmas uh, holiday been? I think this will be out in the new year, but we're we're in that yeah. week between right now. <laughs> um, it was quite busy. That's right. You started with your uh, stepdad, right? Or your step grandpa? Or yeah, yes, yeah. It was like nonstop. So it was. Uh, I went to go hang out with my grandpa for a few hours um, while my while my stepdad could go uh, meet with his my my sister. You know his his daughter, uh, and then because she lives out in Ohio, and so they got to hang out for a few hours. So I got to visit with my grandpa for a bit. Oh, I even that's how it started. My my first Thursday off, I went to jury duty and was thankfully because I had planned it this way. I was walked <laughs> into a room, twelve of us, and they said, "Hey, you're all dismissed. Merry Christmas!" And so they sent us off. I went to a brewery, and then uh, because my grandpa lives down the street, I basically just drove ten minutes to his place after um, grabbing some stuff to go. And from there, it was just like it, it seemed like nonstop. Every day was something up until up through Christmas. So, but it was yeah. good. It was good, and and I still feel like I'm coming down off of just like the all of the activity that went on, all the people that we saw, and like we got to go here now, and we got to make sure we have all the gifts for this exchange. And yeah, but See, you know what? Just stop seeing people, man. Yeah, it's real easy. <laughs> it's real easy. Just it's so go. simple. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> don't get those people gifts. And Got you it. don't have to drop them off. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I hear you, man. Yeah, and then and how was uh, yours? Was yours? It was good. Um, as busy? Uh, yeah, you know, the, uh, especially last week. We did Universal on Monday, Polar Express on Tuesday. Um, uh, Wes and Susie got into the Home Alone concert at the Walt Disney Concert Hall on Thursday. And then, you know, Christmas Eve, Santa set up our tree. Because we had set up the tree and some of the lights were out and I was just real dragging my feet about like going through and replacing them all. But eventually like I had amassed the bulbs and the little gun that tells me where the bad ones are and all that stuff. I just hadn't sat there and done it. So I stayed up after we potted last week. We were done so early. I stayed up till like 3 a.m. switching out. I went almost, I think I replaced 95 bulbs on the tree. And these are incandescents, right? The original warm glow Yes. Yep. And uh, and it just took, you know, as long as it took, I just put on some podcasts. I had uploaded a bunch of Patreon content. You know, I always upload the stuff to YouTube and all that stuff after the show. And um, and so I was just babysitting that while I was doing the lights, had a podcast on, uh, made it through most of my podcasts. Wow. And three, uh, huh? Huh? Three a.m. Yeah, I was up real late that night. And um, but the tree was lit by the morning. The tree was lit. But I just had no energy. And we had so much going on the rest of that week. Universal was the next day, all that stuff, you know. And um, so we just never decorated the tree. And uh, and so, you know, Susie and I, the last few years, have made it a, a ritual to just wrap everything that night, like Christmas Eve. And so we put on, what did I put on this year? Love Actually. And mm. uh, and I, you know, I think, oh, she decorated the tree while I folded or I uh, wrapped the presents and all that jazz. And it, you know, just made it super busy. Today was like my day off. Wes had camp. Keaton was in school. Susie had work. I went to the 10 a.m. IMAX screening of Avatar The Way of Water. <laughs> I didn't want to see. I, it's like I wanted to see avatar i didn't want to like see avatar does that make sense yeah i just wanted to see the tech of it the spectacle of it and so seeing it in 3d imax i got the high frame rate i got the i got the whole thing because 
Jim Cameron 13 years ago. This is when The Hobbit came out, remember? And they shot The Hobbit also in 48 frames. And everybody was like, oh, it looks terrible. It looks like a telenovela. And James Cameron just digs his heels into the sand. He's like, no, fuck everybody. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And it's like, so I guess, I think, if I recall correctly, all of The Hobbit was in 48 and all of Avatar, the first movie, was in 48 frames. For those that don't know, most films you watch are 24 frames per second. Most uh, live TV that you watch, like SNL, is 29.97 frames per second or 30 frames per second. Um, most single cam stuff is shot 23.98 or 24 frames per second like film. That's why like 30 Rock looks different than SNL. Anyway, I don't need to tell you that, Justin, but right. for the listener. <laughs> so Jim Cameron decided 13 years ago when he made the first Avatar movie, I'm going to shoot it twice the normal frame rate. Normal for a film frame like 24 frames per second. Let's shoot it 48 frames per second. And it looks like a telenovela. So he didn't like that people were all upset about it. And I guess maybe he wasn't okay with it. I don't really know the technical ins and outs of it. But he shot this one variable frame rate. Some scenes. And I wouldn't even say some scenes. Some shots are in 48 frames. Some shots are in 24 frames. And it was really odd. And it was so odd that... Like, there'd be a cutaway of somebody walking out of a room, and it's in 48 frames. But then you cut to something else that's, like, a little more action-driven, and it's, like, 24 frames. So I'm like, where are these decisions even being made? I just don't get it. Um, like, I, it, if, if it were somebody dives into the water, and now we're into the 48-frame realm, okay. There's a, you're, you're, you're telling a story that when we're in the water, right? You're 48 frames, but no, it's just like somebody walking out of a room in a huff. And well, it's 48 frames. Yeah, it's weird. What is wait, is is sports coverage? Is that 60 frames per second? Um, I don't know. So they can go slow motion and it still looks clean. Oh, okay. So they shoot. Yes, they'll shoot like uh, I mean, the most sports I watch on TV. Although I'm sure football does this. I don't watch football on TV, but um, uh, uh, if if somebody strikes out at the Dodger game. They'll do a graphic wipe to a slow-mo shot, and they will have the 120 to 240 frame version of that shot. Um, and you play it back at broadcast speed, which is, yeah, I think what you're saying is, is some sports is broadcast in 60 frame, 59.94. Um, but uh, I don't know the technical ins and outs because I don't dabble in sports okay. uh, stuff. But yes, uh but for the most part, like when you're watching sports on TV, it kind of looks like SNL, like in that, like it's it's right, right, exactly. They're not, yeah, they're not making it, they're not giving it the film look unless you're watching an NFL films thing, and then right, they the really or something. They, I think they ramp down to like 18 frames per second and right. play it back. Although if you play 18 frames back at 24, then it looks fast. But anyway, you know what I mean, <laughs> right? But um, you were saying so they'd go, they'd cut to an action sequence, and they would, they would, that would be in 24, but they'd have something else sometimes. So get this, Justin, I'm watching the movie and I thought it was just me, but I was talking to Robert Leininger about this after I got out of the movie. He didn't go see it, but he heard other people making the same complaints I was making. Um, when you do a huge VFX film like that, um, not that I have done this, but I've seen the rushes that come back, um, uh, shots that need approval. They're not going to go and render out, especially this film's in 48 frames, right? Right. So you're going to render out a proxy of that. So it's full res, but it's every other frame that you're rendering. So it may not look 
like the smoothness that you're looking at. So if you sometimes if you get a pre-vis VFX shot, it's 12 frames per second because it's half of the 24. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just playing every frame twice. So it looks stuttery. It looks and, and there were shots in this movie, Justin, where I'm like, OK, is my eye used to 48 and then going back to 24 looks this jittery or is there a problem with some of these shots? <laughs> and I just couldn't tell you. Um, but honestly, Jim Cameron's so stubborn that he's just going to tell you that's the way that he intended it. And that's the con. Except this is Jimmy Eat Pot. <laughs> oh, man. So wait, did you not hear my soundboard? I did not, just wanted man. to double no. it up. Yeah. You yeah. don't hear that. No, I don't hear it. I hear you slamming no. that thing. Bye. I heard the box. Okay, so let's take a listen here. Let's take a look. Let's see. What do you? Yeah, get I figured it? I'd get it. In ah, there. select a microphone. Oh, there we go. You're hearing me out of the computer right now. There right, we go. That's we why I heard it so loud. <laughs> here we go. Is this better now? I'm going there. I'm going oh, there. Please. Losing his mind. I could have done it for that or a Wilhelm. Yeah, but you got it. <laughs> yes, David. I hear it. There we go. Yeah, All right. Sorry, everybody. Uh, what's funny is it did sound odd on my end, but I wasn't sure why. That's so funny. Well, as far as I can tell, I'm getting all of my audio recorded on this end cleanly. So Sweet. Uh, all right. I guess the funny thing is the people listening back on Patreon watching the video feed of this uh, will have shit audio. Now, you don't hear you don't hear me tapping the, wherever the microphone is on my computer, right? Nope. Okay. <laughs> They'll have the after shit. After I, I give Jim Cameron a bunch of shit, I'm I over know, here, right? Yeah. I'm over here, like <laughs> fucking hell. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. You son of a bitch. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah. Um. I don't know. Uh. He does all. Jimmy Cameron does all the Jimmy Cameron things. Uh. That you love Jimmy Cameron for. Except in a world I just couldn't give two shits about. I, I don't care about this world or these characters. or I, I, It's not interesting to me. But, you know, like, all of the flying vehicles look like they're straight out of Terminator. And I'm like, oh, this is from the mind of Jim Cameron. Yeah. And, uh, and like, a boat sinks in this movie. And you're like, oh, this looks a lot like a lot of the stuff from Titanic, <laughs> which was fucking great. I love all that stuff. So, um. I like James Cameron as a filmmaker. I just, it's so odd that he's dying on this fucking hill. I don't get it. But what uh, if in, in 20 years, what if we have that, that variable frame rate? It's like everything's VBFR and, and that's where we are. He just, he knew story. it. The story I don't care about. The tech I'm interested in. I went to go see the tech. Um, now there were the issues and I guess it's widespread. Like it's not just a me thing. So I don't know. Like in my head, I'm like, are these projectors like having a tough time flipping back and forth between these frame rates? Cause like I said, it's literally shot to shot. It's not scene to scene like you would expect. So I don't know. I don't know where the creative choices were made to use what shots for That's what. So interesting. And, wow. And legit. Some shots look unfinished because of it, I think. And I, I just don't get it. So, yeah, maybe it's me being old already, man. I just want, I want a nice, simple film, a nice, easy <laughs> film. I don't have to well, think about it. That's the thing is as much now let's be honest like there also a huge tentpole blockbuster film but for the if you're comparing apples to apples with Top Gun or Avatar yeah. Top Gun is a fucking great time at the movies and there's no flash quote unquote 
there's flash there's fucking jet fighters and stuff like that but like it's almost all practical and it's not you know the story is like whatever but it's so fun like yeah i don't know if i could ever remember another movie that i want (laughs) wanted you know right after finishing it to see again as much as i did with maverick that was it was just i don't know it was there's something it was something about it I think it was a good company, too. I was going to say, it was a great avenue there on the side. That's right. You're my wingman. <laughs> um, yeah, my dad said uh, the only film that he's ever gotten the feeling that we had watching Top Gun was, uh, and he did, because he was always off on Mondays so that we could spend the day together when I was off in the summer, or during school, he could go see movies on Mondays because the movie theater would be empty and it was cheap. He could go to a matinee. He went to see... Pulp Fiction in 94. As soon as the credits rolled, he walked right outside, bought a second ticket, and went right back in. And <laughs> yeah. it again. He was like, it was, it was the best movie-going experience I'd ever had. It was just so mind-blowing to see that movie uh, for the first time. And yeah. he was like, I, had to, I, I walked right out, bought another ticket, and went right back in. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. So uh, Was that 90? Anyway, that's 94. 94? Yeah. Yeah. So many great movies. And uh, Have you seen? There's like all these memes about... All the best movies that you can remember likely came out in '94. Yeah, um, uh, I mean the one that I'm thinking of right now uh, is uh, uh, Forrest Gump was '94. Ugh. Um, Speed was '94. It's a good. It's a good year for movies. Oh, you're right. Oh man, there's oh in the. I mean, I liked The River Wild. I love a good Kevin Bacon movie because I think we came off seeing him one. in. So I saw him in Tremors, right, in like 88, mm-hmm. I want to say, Sounds something right, like yeah. that. Uh, so with all these positive movies with Kevin Bacon, and then you see him in The River Wild, and he's he's the uh, he's the antagonist. Yeah, mm. through me. The River Wild, but yeah. Yeah, you got Clerks, Mask, Natural Born Killers, Dumb and Dumber. Yep, Shawshank, of course. Little Giants. Ace Ventura. Yeah, I, man. I wore that VHS ass. Ace Ventura and the mask in one movie. <laughs> same <In> one <laughs> same um, year. City Slickers 2. My Girl 2. Camp Nowhere. Oh, man. Nowhere is great. Yeah. Apollo 13, David. Yeah, man. Ugh. Like, likely the last good movie that Ron Howard ever made. Although <laughs> I, I didn't hate Solo. I, I enjoyed Solo. Yeah, me too. Uh, so anyway, yeah. It's Pat. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Oh my gosh. The Flintstones. Hudsucker Proxy. Uh, that's a Did you song. see Wagons East? No, that was John Candy's last movie. Yeah, it was his last one. Um, Reality Bites in 94. That's one of my favorites. Four, four Weddings and a Funeral. Baby Stay Out. Jeez. Yeah, man. When a Man Loves a Woman. Stargate. Hey, mm. by the Bell. Uh, wedding in Las Vegas. Street Fighter. Stargate. The Shadow. The Air Up There. Three Ninjas Kick Back. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> the vampire, that was <laughs> top ones true lies i mean what a great film yeah uh, leon the professional that's right mm. anyway 1994 yeah. great year for movies this week i mean i don't have a ton on the song um but the song is the concept uh, i have no housekeeping and i can't think of any housekeeping that would have come up in the last it's slow uh news week yeah so. it is right end of the year everyone's busy between yep. thanksgiving Christmas holidays is just busy. And yeah, you're right. This one comes out on what what day are we on right now? Assuming that it comes Today out Tuesday the twenty seventh. Uh, uh so this comes out on the sixth. Yes, the sixth. Oh there we go. Yes, this is, this is the first one of the new year, yeah. 
Hmm. Six. There you are in the same document that I am. <laughs> <laughs> Marking. Uh, yeah. uh, let me change this to here. Here we are. I realized that my computer was making noise. Um, and Crooked is edited. So I'm going to copy and paste that here. All right. Um, 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 um. Nothing says the end of the year like Crooked. And nothing says uh, <laughs> looking forward to the new year like the concept. Um <laughs> Like the condo, a new year. What a concept! Um, there is an ASCAP entry, but not for Jimmy Eat World. This is a cover song by the band Teenage Fan Club. Um, and we'll talk a lot about Teenage Fan Club on this episode, but I do want to go over the writers are Blake Norman, I it's probably Norman George Blake, Gerard Love, Raymond McGinley, and Brendan O'Hare. Um, Published by Network One Music Canada Limited, um, and uh, care of Cobalt Songs Music Publishing. So this Cobalt uh, Publishing arm has their hand in a lot of people because most of Jimmy World's is uh, care of Cobalt Songs Music Publishing. Um, so yeah, anyway, performers, Teenage Fan Club, uh, alternative titles, the concept versus concept the. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, okay, so albums that this was released on by Jimmy Eat World, the Future's Japanese Deluxe Version, the Jimmy Eat World Taking Back Sunday Split, and the B-side of the Work 7-inch single in Europe. Um, on the Future's Japanese Deluxe Edition, it's track 14 of 18 uh, for the Work uh, 7-inch, it's track 2 of 2. Uh, the original song was released by Teenage Fan Club in 91. Jimmy Eat Worlds was released in 2005 on the Japanese Deluxe Edition. I wrote, produced by Jim, um, and that's because the liner notes says, The concept, a teenage fan club cover recorded by Jim Atkins in a Texas hotel room somewhere. <laughs> um, I believe it 100%. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I have there. Um, singer on this is Jim. It's just him and a, uh, an acoustic guitar featuring no one. I didn't write down the label. Uh, shoot, whichever label Futures was on. Um, uh, Interscope. Interscope. Yeah. yeah Interscope. Right. No demo of this because it essentially is a demo. Um, never played live that I could find, unless you found anything. No, just a whole um, bunch no of other stuff. High notes, but notable low notes of C three and B two, and uh, listeners two thousand two hundred and twenty nine listeners scrabbled this song ten. Point two thousand times, three of which were for me. Justin, how many do you have? I know I have more than this. I have just the one. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I've totally had more than yeah uh, three. Um, and uh, is this available on the Spotify's? This is available on the Spotify's under the deluxe edition. This is on disc three, track three of seven on that disc. Nice. Uh, let me look at the numbers on this. Yeah, I think for the Japanese deluxe, I just kept counting as opposed to say it was track three on second disc or something yeah it's yeah it's pretty low so uh, there's a couple of tracks three tracks total that are that have these same numbers so your feet is thirty-seven thousand, sparkle 43 and then the concept with forty-five thousand compared to several million for the other tracks so not a lot of listens but yeah they're on here did we do your feet yeah is that another one we have to add i swear we had your feet i think we did no it's not on the list Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. 179, David. <laughs> no way. What an interesting one to come across. Your feet. 
You know, I think didn't the same thing happen when I was looking through the Futures Deluxe Edition last time? Yeah. Didn't we not do Spark? No, we did Sparkle and Spangle. You know what I'm going to say? Fuck it. Let's do it next week because I think I'm going to be out of town and we're going to have to double up. And Sweet. we had scheduled a really big song. Oh, yes, um, we did. Okay. So I'm thinking uh, we just go ahead and uh, double up thusly. I'm over here editing the document. Right, and you know who I think of when I hear your feet? I I, I want to say it was because he mentioned it either on Discord or I had read something, but uh, Future's Past. I think he enjoys this I can't this wait track. to stop saying the word feet. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I know. Well, you and I both, man. <laughs> I don't That I hate them. I don't like them much. I mean, and maybe it's more my feet. I don't really mind other people's. I, females' feet, I don't mind. Right. It's it's dude feet. Yeah. <laughs> dude feet. You know, yeah. some people can just uh, some, some people just shouldn't wear flip flops. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm definitely one of them. <laughs> no shame, David. You got no shame. Uh, yeah. Just don't listen to next week because it's going to be bad. All right. Um, so structure. It's a G major key. Nine B Camelot. One hundred BPM. Three oh one duration this is 2005 do you think he probably recorded this in garage band on his like on his little uh mac because didn't he also do the uh what's it called song in tokyo yes he did that was on his white macbook right yeah so i'm gonna guess that he was messing around with i uh garage band and the i life suite during that uh during that Ooh, tour do you, do you have a version of that that's not the 2021 remastered then I so do. What would so would almost be straight out of that garage band. Why don't we listen to the version I have? Yeah. While we go over the lyrics. Sure. That way I want, and I want to hear. And we'll compare it to the remastered version. Um, so this is the version that I have on Google Drive. I'm going to knock the uh, volume down if you're ready to go through go lyrics ahead. here. Yes, I am. Before All right. Hit play. All right. I totally wrote a song in high school that kind of sounded like that that beginning chord progression. Yeah. She wears denim wherever she goes. Says she's gonna buy some records from status quo. Oh, yeah. All right, okay. let's talk about that. All right. Here, I already heard something different here. I just fixed my lyrics. I was going to say, he said, from status yes. quo. My guess was, is that the name of a record store? But it, right. when it says buy status quo, that makes me think that it's a band. Right. And I did go back and look through that. So um, she wears denim wherever she goes, says she's going to buy some records, and I have buy status quo, or from status mm -hmm. quo, if you want to listen to that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh Sounds like a music gal, a a true yep. listener of the rock. If she wears denim, right, black denim, blue denim. Oh yeah, there denim, you go. Right, she wears denim wherever she goes. Uh, says she's gonna buy some records, so she's she's going legit, man. She's got records. Uh, Want to listen to Status Quo's number one top song? I have it up. 
Oh, pictures of Matchstick Men. Is it the same for you as it is? So on I well, the one that I picked. Yeah. So that one is very, very high up there. But check this out. Let me just read you something before you play it. So Status Quo are a British rock band that formed in 1962. The group originated in London as the Scorpions, not to be confused with the, the German band Scorpions. I had to make sure that hmm. they weren't the same. So uh, and was founded by Francis Rossi and Alan Lancaster, uh, Lancaster. While they were still schoolboys, <laughs> after a number of lineup changes, which included the introduction of Rick Parfit in 1967, the band became the Status Quo in 67, and then just Status Quo in 69. <laughs> As of 2022, the group have been active for 60 consecutive years, despite announcing Dude, a breakup. Have, they have a release just this past month. Exactly. Uh, they have over 60 chart hits in the UK, more than any other rock band. And the top one is Pictures of Match Dickman. If you want to play that. Yeah. Here, let's take a listen to this. When is this from? 78? Yeah. And some pictures of Batchstick Men. Something like that. Literally, I've never heard this song before. Have you? <laughs> yes, but it was on KTYD. So it was on, it was on Classic Rock. This is very 60s. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, late 60s. Very psychedelic. How litigious do we think status quo is? <laughs> oh, man, they're probably all over everything. They've got their whole thing locked down. We play Taylor Swift on the pod, but this is going to be the end of the pod. Is uh... <laughs> no, this is from '68. Their their debut record. Oh, this makes me think of uh, the Monkees and the Beatles, the later stuff from the Beatles. Sure, yeah, yeah. Released yeah. September twenty seventh. 1968. I mean, yeah, it's pretty terrible. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the avatar of music. I'm oh, just geez. <laughs> so anyway, that status quo. <laughs> Oof, man. Tough oh. crowd. So, yeah, that's what I think they're talking about, is that she listened to good, good rock music, right? Um, and the top the top band from the United Kingdom, right? Right. <laughs> Not according to David, but all right. <laughs> Pretty high up there. So she listens to Status Quo. She's got a good, uh, she's got oh, a good yeah. history music. <laughs> all right, go ahead and go for that second verse. All right, here we go. Oh, it's oh yes. Man, I love it. it Dude, that's that's Google Drive for you, man. That's why you pay $1.99 a month. <laughs> Every time. You've got to refresh. I'll go to 34 seconds here. And at least it doesn't tell me where I am when I want to scrub directly to the time. <laughs> yeah, that's... It's a feature. Oh, I'm, I'm not far off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Still she won't be forced against her will. Says she don't do drugs, but she just the pill. Oh, yeah. All right, love that. Yes. Love that verse. Still, she won't be forced against her will. Says she don't do drugs, but she does the pill. So she's a strong-willed gal and, yeah. and responsible enough to be on the pill. 
That's right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh All yeah. Right. So go All ahead right. and hit what, me with that did chorus. I kill it? All right, we got it. Love that step down. Love that harmony. Oh, this chord change right here. This is the major to minor. So good. Mm. All right. Yeah. So I didn't want to hurt you. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to hurt you. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think he doesn't want to do her wrong. He just wants to be around her. I, I do believe so far that we're listening to the perspective of a musician and somebody that just tags along. A, a true honest groupie that is just there for the music. So I think that's what the perspective that we've got here. So, okay. So uh, just wants to be around her. She's a cool person. All right, let's go for verse three. Says she likes my hair Cause it's down in my back Says she likes the group Cause we pull in the slack Oh yeah Oh yeah When she's at the Sorry, Sorry. <laughs> I got bad news. Is I, I stopped recording at some point, and I'm not sure how. I'm assuming when I played, when I opened up Apple Music, it killed the. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Audition recording. Anyway. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why I was tardy at my pause oh, there. Okay. So let's All go right. ahead. And, well, at uh, least you not you you what? We're only uh, a few minutes in. That's nothing. Yeah, yeah. And at the beginning of the year, who's gonna listen to the concept anyway? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you call well, it? The Avatar, Avatar? New Religion. Who, who knows? <laughs> know, right. Why? Why is New Religion so bad? <laughs> oh man, listen to the bassist in that one. Jeez, he's so good. All right. Um, says she likes my hair because it's down my back. Says she likes the group because we pull we pull in the slack, man. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely has, that that line has that energy for sure. <laughs> she likes the group because we pull in the slack. <laughs> pull in the slack, man. She appreciates him for who he is, a hard rocker with uh, the image to a prove heart it. of gold. Yeah, and their band is good to boot, man. They don't cut no slack. Oh, no, they, they pull it in. Actually. Yeah, dude, they don't. Pull, they, don't <laughs> they don't cut any corners. If they no. were, uh, if they were a cheeseburger, they would be a square patty. That's uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. All right. We started the next line, but let's finish it. Okay. So good. Oh, yeah. When she's at the gig, she takes her car and she and she drives us home. If there isn't a bar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. An honest, an honest groupie. And now I'm just talking about a girl who appreciates the band and wants to help them keep rocking. Uh, she brings her car to help. She's going to you need me to lug some gig or some gear around. Go ahead. Throw it in the, in the trunk of my car. Yeah. Uh, and she drives us home if there isn't a bar. If there's no bar, if there's no place to hang out afterward, maybe they had a few brews at the post show but she's willing to just drive them home make sure they get home safe because that's what she cares about she wants to see them at their next gig yep yeah and that's pretty much it yeah uh, and we can uh, is there anything you want to hear from oh, you know what there is an end though uh I, it's four times right i and i think it, it's yeah. just so it's i didn't want to hurt you oh yeah four times over right right uh, and i think maybe he feels like he's bound to disappoint her 
he knows she's innocent and means well, but you know, say la vie when you're interested in a musician, maybe he feels like he's just going to disappoint her. I didn't want to hurt you um, yeah. or never wanted to hurt you. That was my intention from the start. No, it wasn't, it wasn't me. It's yeah. just me as, as it, I'm just a, I'm, I'm just a caveman, right? <laughs> yeah. Totally. I'm just a simple caveman. <laughs> I don't know all your ways. <laughs> Here, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hit play on this. I'm going to set up some stuff in the background so we all can right. AB this remastered version versus the original, but let's Sweet. let the rest of this, uh, version i have on google drive play out okay nope we can't do it because yep. <laughs> died. Um, refresh the is it the feature again yes yeah oh i love the feature here we go i'm pretty good at eyeballing it there we go In a hotel room. That's right. In a hotel room, likely on GarageBand. And now the one thing I noticed about the remastered one off the bat was like they stare, not stereoscoped, but what is it when you they they pushed the two guitars for, yes. further outward? Mm-hmm. Because what's beautiful about what Jim plays is it he is it syncopate syncopates the the strum. So if one's going John, 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 the other one's going. John, John, John. So they just—it's right. almost like they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and you can hear them in left, right, panned left and yeah. right. Uh, it's a beautiful little thing that I think is more pronounced in that remaster from last year. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I'm waiting for Premiere to load. It doesn't seem to want to. It says application not responding. Classic, uh, the classic issue there. Issue. Um, in the meantime, why don't we take a listen to the original version of the song? Yeah. Um, this was released. Okay. Had you ever, had you, Justin, ever heard of the band Teenage Fan Club before? Not before this moment, no. Okay. The first time I heard of them, Ben Gibbard did a cover of this entire record. Oh, yeah. I thought it wasn't just this track. It was the whole record? of all of Bandwagon-esque. And so when I heard Ben do the concept, which is the leadoff track on that record, I was like, oh, I know this song somehow. So I listened to the whole of Ben's cover, and it was great. I mean, I don't know anything about Bandwagon-esque. I think I listened to Bandwagon-esque once, right after Ben did the cover uh, of the entire record. And I was like, all right, I get it. 100% have forgotten it. Did not think about it again until this moment. So (laughs) that was the first time I had ever heard of Teenage Fan Club. But I don't think I ever realized that when I heard Ben do the concept that I knew it from Jimmy Eat World. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and when Jimmy World did it, I'm sure I saw that it was a cover of Teenage Fan Club. Didn't click in my mind. Never looked up Teenage Fan Club. So, um, here is the concept by Teenage Fan Club.
Yeah. Bass player's in the pocket. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, very different vibe. And what's funny is Ben Gibbard's interpretation is very, very similar to Jim's. And while I wait for a premiere to open, and I'm closely watching Audition to see if yeah, it's going to grab right. out again. I'm so glad. Um, do you want to hear, usually I play alternate versions, um, but do you want to hear uh, Ben's version? Absolutely, yeah. All right, here, here's Ben Gibbard uh, doing, uh, I'm going to play actually play this and watch together. Just because there's a fun little uh, animatic and you can see the artwork for Ben's version of the cover uh, album. Oh, this looks just like OK Human. She wears denim wherever um, she goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very similar artwork. I wonder if it's the same artist. The quo. Oh, yeah. And I love that <laughs> Ben pronounces it like the yeah. other status. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that's an English thing. Status it's quo. It's gotta be, because they're Irish, right? English. They're English? English, yeah, UK. Oh, okay. Or a British. British, British. British. Did you watch White Lotus this season? Say what? Did you watch White Lotus? Uh-uh. Oh, you gotta watch White Lotus. There's a character who's from Essex. And uh, he sounds so much like my neighbor. I was like, oh, I wonder if my neighbor's from Essex. And then there's a huge outro that starts right here. That's the rest of the song. Jeez, is this like uh, transatlanticism here? <laughs> kind of. But I was looking at when I was playing the original version, it has a huge outro like this. So it's possible that the original outro is this epic. Very jam bandy.
would just drive down there is the money bag from the original album art for Bandwagon Esque. Like all these little money bags that are dropping down are the Getting lost in Ben's uh, I love musicianship. It. I actually like that yeah. part. <laughs> I thought, man, there's gonna be four and a half, five minutes of this. Jeez, man, that's <laughs> that, I, I like how where he goes with it. Yeah, man. So here's what I'll do. I'll a b this as best I can between the two versions. The remastered 2021. I just ripped it from their YouTube. And then the version that we have, the MP3 that we have on Google Drive now, is this from the remaster? I just don't know. So I'm going to A-B this as best I can. All right. Now that's the remaster. Here's the original-ish. I do feel like there's like a more of a vocal presence. Yeah. But like ultimately there's not a huge difference. Maybe what I'll do real quick is uh, go ahead and pan them left, right and see if we notice yeah. a difference here. Let me go to the audio track mixer. I'm going to go ahead and put remastered left OG right. Okay. And let's take a listen. Records from status quo. Oh, I'm still soloed. Okay, I was like, what happened? Here. 
it's interesting. I, I suppose I'm seeing a difference on Do the you, waveforms just at the peaks. Yeah. Um, so are you seeing more on the the remasters more even? The remaster is not as hot. Right. It's brought down. Now, it so is it's, a YouTube it's compressed rip. a little bit. And it seems it to is be a YouTube like, rip, but the um the OG MP3 that I have from our Google Drive is peaking on the on the meters. Yeah. And the other is not. Yeah. Um it seems a little I, it's, I don't know if that's if that was pressure or limiting. Yeah. Gating. I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it seems like it's brighter, I guess. Yeah, right. I think um, what they did it was yeah. it, what's that technique you use in mastering, or maybe it's even mixing where you uh you you take down the edge you bring down the edge but then you accentuate it so it's almost like you bring it lower by a, one or two decibels but then you enhance parts of it to where those mm. things stand out to to reach it, it, I wonder if it's the same as like dialogue editing where you'll take the mix of the sound effects and the music and you'll drop out the frequencies where voices usually live so that way the sound effects and music can remain present like remember we were talking about mixing music for your piece right exactly knock it down to like negative like your dialogue should be at negative seven all the time and anything else that you want to duck underneath it and not dialogue sorry your music at the highest your zero should be negative seven right and then when somebody starts talking Start at negative 18, but go usually down to like negative 22, negative to negative 28, depending on how present your original track is. And that is an easy way out. The other thing that people will do is rather than knocking down the music that low is kill the frequencies at which like basically dig a valley out of the frequencies where voices live right and let your dialogue live in there so your music and sound effects can remain present while being able to hear your dialogue as clearly as you can now a lot of people have problem with the way tv and films are mixed now i watch everything with uh uh subtitles on but also because we keep the volume low (laughs) i swear to god like the kids are right above where our tv is (laughs) the last thing i needed is see the light come on for the stairs because they're coming down right um but anyway, that is uh that's what I wonder what you're saying is they're 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 playing with the frequencies a little right, bit. Right, yeah. So yeah, that is a bunch of different versions of the same song. Uh-huh. And uh yeah, I think they all exist on their own, um, but also sound terrific. Um I pulled this from Jimmy Eat Wiki. Um, see, this is where I got Scottish. A cover of the song by Scottish rock band. Teenage Fan Club off their album 1991's uh, Bandwagon-esque. The cover was recorded by Jim Atkins in a Texas hotel room and was also released as the B-side to the band's work 7-inch released in the UK in 2005. Um, but that, that that's the only place I ever saw Scottish. So, I'm sorry. So, so, Teenage Fan Club's from Glasgow, right? They're Scottish. Oh, okay. Great. But status quo is British. Oh, there we go. that's where we got mixed yes. up. Too many bands, man. Yeah, man. Too many, too many bands in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then, so that was what I pulled from the wiki. Then we already looked at the song versus the remastered version, and uh, we listened to the Ben Gibbard version. So, uh, what, what, what kind of literature do you have for me on um, this track? Okay, you did you refer? Did you bring up the seven inch? With Taking Back Sunday? I did, and you I did? have Stitches and Grooves article up, but I didn't want to step on okay, you. Okay, all right. No, okay, all right. So I have that at the ready, just looking at it on Discogs. This was 2005. This was out, and, and the song that they had with 
uh, Taking Back Sunday was your own disaster. Does Stitches and Grooves cover all that stuff? Oh, so this is, I'm only talking about the work 7-inch, but I probably should go to Stitches and Grooves, because he did have the Taking Back Sunday one on here, too. Okay, so it says it's it's not on a label, unlabeled here. Uh, 2005, rock, alt-rock, but the, the track, side A, 5 minutes and 41 seconds, is Taking Back Sunday's Your Own Disaster, uh, and then Jimmy Eat World's The Concept on side B at uh, 300, three, three minutes, limited to 200 copies. This is very rare. Um, notes, given away with the purchase of each band's full-length CD on the Taking Back Sunday Jimmy World 2005 North American so Tour. I think I have this. I do have this. And I believe, shoot, I'm so sorry. To, uh, some One of our listeners sent this to me. And I just don't recall who. This is way back at the beginning of the pod. Okay. Um, but I have this. Oh, okay. Um, we have this, Justin. Um, and yeah, I did want to. Which is your own disaster? That's off of uh, louder now. Let's yes. See. So I looked at that one. Oh, I love this song. It was on the Electra soundtrack. <laughs> did you ever see Electra? Oh my God, that's Jennifer Garner. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, was she married to Ben Affleck or? Yeah. Oh, there were a bunch of versions of this. I think this is a new version of it. I remember the older acoustic version of this. Let's see. Your own disaster demo. Let's see. <laughs> wow. Lay around and color up your um, Let's see. Yeah, yep. this one I remember. This is going to remind me of high school so much. Sweet. Because obviously, like, when you find a band, you're like, all right, I love them. Let me hear all the B-sides. Yeah. <laughs> and then those are the ones you put on mixtapes. Yeah, this is, I put this on so many mixtapes. That sounds like it's a tuned just open F. Yeah. Oh my God, this is so high school me. <laughs> Did you put it to any videos that you made? No, I didn't. It was, I was still learning to edit, so it would have been like quite the undertaking for me to make somebody uh, a video. Yeah, man, so many mixtapes with this song. This uh, version of this song, that's so funny. Anyway, yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's, uh, I didn't remember it by that name. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, your own disaster. So yeah, it showed up in Electra, which I had to look at this one. This was the response to where is it here? Um, Daredevil. Did you ever see? Was, yeah, that's right. Daredevil, I did. and that was Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Yes, right? two thousand and three. Yeah. So that had oh Michael Clark Duncan. Rest in peace, man. Both. Jeez, oh. so this one had two and a half out of five stars. Electra had two and a half out of five stars. Yeah, I think <laughs> Susie and I went and saw Daredevil in theaters. Yeah, this was that was the blind superhero, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's all I remember from it was uh, him with, uh, he was wearing a mask, right? That had no eye holes or something. That sounds right. I don't know. <laughs> I saw that one time. Yeah. I never saw it, though. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he could kind of sense things. So Daredevil and Electra. This showed up on Elektra. Um, oh, yeah. That's what else I was going to say. So it's like uh, the release by the bands themselves and available only on this tour, pressed on clear vinyl. The concept, a teenage fan club cover recorded by Jim Atkins in a Texas hotel room. 
was also released as the B-side to the band's work, 7-inch, released in the um, EU in 2005. So that's the one you're talking about. Um, yeah, so I had that. All right, let's see. And let's see what, real quick, Stitches and Grooves had to say yeah, about go ahead, since Taking we're on Back that Sunday topic. and the work 7-inches. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so... The, uh, about Taking Back Sunday 7-inch, this is one of the rarest splits in my collection in terms of both numbers pressed and where they were sold. These 7 inches were only sold at a handful of shows on Taking Back Sunday slash Jimmy World Code Hunting Tour in 2007 and mostly sold out uh, at the Long Island stop of the tour. Is this exactly what you just read? Mm, I don't think I said Long Island. Oh, okay. <laughs> there were only 200 copies of this press and all copies are on clear vinyl. Um so that's what Decision Groove had to say about the Taking Back Sunday one. And the work 7-inch, this is one of many 7-inch singles taken from Futures. It was pressed on blue vinyl, and I have no idea how many were pressed. It was a UK-only 7-inch, and those are usually either very limited or in the couple thousands. Nothing about the song in particular, but those are those splits mentioned on Stitches and Grooves. Yeah, you're, you weren't kidding about that whole... that. Uh... The credit to Jim. I mean, on the back of the of the seven inch with Taking Back Sunday, it says recorded by Jim Atkins at some hotel in Texas. <laughs> so it's yeah. very, very flat and uh, to the point. Don't even remember the one. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like uh, and this clear vinyl, the Taking Back Sunday side has yellow poppies. And then the Jimmy World side has the orange poppies. Very cool. All right. So there's that. We got that. Both seven inches are accounted for. Bing, bang, boom. I do also have this Phoenix New Times, not in reference to Jimmy Eat World, but let me just make sure they don't show up in here. But it's about the concept, right? Or it, about Teenage Fan Club? It is, yes. I saw and that the, article. Yeah. yeah. And I figured anytime Phoenix New Times comes up, I mean, we we I feel like every other episode we have something from Phoenix New Times. Uh, this was from April 22nd, 1992. By Robert Baird. Adolescent Eggs. I didn't even see the date on it. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh what is it, 30 years ago? Jeez. Adolescent angst teenage fan club 31 discovers. years by the time this comes out. <laughs> yeah, overnight success is no Nirvana. So this is right when uh, Nevermind must have came out, right? Uh, and exactly what Dave mentioned in uh, the book, too. Just how quickly mm -hmm. things change for them overnight. Uh, be becoming famous overnight can be hell. Just ask Nirvana or Teenage Fan Club. Two years ago, both groups were struggling indie bands whose latest records, while not stiffs, were not setting the world on fire. Still, these discs, Bleach and A Catholic Education, respectively, were solid enough to warrant A&R flybys by several major labels. Armed with unprecedented six-figure deals, the David Geffen Company, DGC, signed both bands. Nirvana paid off first with the release of Nevermind. Three months later, the Teenage Fan Club's debut, Bandwagon-esque, also hit. Both bands went from unknown to unstoppable in six months. Uh, let me see where this goes. I'll read the next couple of paragraphs here. Although it's not his favorite subject, Teenage Fan Club guitarist Raymond McGinley admits there are spooky coincidences between his band and Nirvana. In yet another twist, the two bands will go on tour together this summer. I can't speak for Nirvana, but we thought we could achieve a certain degree of success with Bandwagon-esque. But we thought it would build, not explode. McGinley says, talking by telephone from his home in Glasgow, Scotland, explode means he has 20 more telephone interviews to do that day. 10 in Scandinavia <laughs> and 10 in Greece. Don't worry about time, McGinley says affably, although he admits Greek interviews will take forever. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't realize they had hit it, I mean, not nearly as big as Nirvana, 
But Teenage yeah, Fan I, Club. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It, I remember Remember when the the bands were all the rage yeah. in the late 2000s? Yes. I remember running home and telling Susie, I found the next the band, and it was the Bravery. Do you remember the Bravery? Yeah, I do remember the Bravery. And they have a what good couple of songs. Yeah, there was a song. It was great. There was a one or two that I had put on mixtapes that I had downloaded. Really liked. It was it I'm on fire. Was this might have been it? That one? Uh, no, you're thinking of your oh, you know, I know, you know, I'm thinking, yes, no, no, yeah. Uh, the bravery is the uh, they're like, are they the English bund? The token, like, uh, Uh, that sounds right. Here, let's take a listen. This is the song, it's an honest mistake that I was, it was an honest mistake. That's it. <laughs> I remember telling Susie, I was like, I found the next The Band. Because, like, oh, The okay. Killers, The Strokes. Yes. Look at this hair. He's got also, like, a Misfits devil lock going on. Yeah, okay. Fun band. All right, so I... When, okay, and then I hold the the nap not Napster. My so anyway, because the bands were all the rage. Like right. you could come out with one song, and because you had the in your title, you were the next big band. So imagine when this song came out, somebody probably wrote an article. It's like, oh my god, you and the Killers, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but like now here we are, fifteen years on, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Now I remember I had I came across the bravery, and there's a I think it was Sun Merchant Sun version. And Moon version. It might have been two different albums, but you remember their song Believe? It's this one. This was the Moon version. This is the one that I had downloaded. Liked it better than the album version. But this was... uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Sun and the Moon. That's what it was called. Interesting. So they recorded like alternative versions of their songs. Yep. That's All cool. The whole, I love that idea. Me too. So yeah, that's. Uh, I was thinking of what was the other band I was just thinking of. Uh, I'm on fire. <laughs> uh, I'm on. No, 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 not them. I'm on oh. fire. Doo-doo. I don't know what you're talking about then. Oh, like the bravery. I want to say the knack. No, no, no. no. I'm on fire. Now nah, that is going to bug me. While you're doing stuff, I'm, I'm going to have to figure that out. Let me wrap this article up because they do actually mention the concept of this. Like, yeah. But the biggest distinction Kasabian? between Teenage Fan Club and the Seattle group is that Teenage Fan Club is a pop band. While Nirvana hit with a primal anthem, Smells Like Teen Spirit, TFC's, not to be uh, confused with uh, Team Fortress Classic, biggest single so far has been The Concept, a tune built on a simple gushy riff and a blatant theft from the Beatles. That brings up an irony in the Nirvana TFC comparison. While reckless, uncivilized, in-your-face Nirvana have become the object of everyone's desire, sugary, point-dexter-esque TFC have become embroiled in controversy since bandwagon-esque was released in December. This harmless little pop band has been reamed for its former label for selling out and charged with plagiarism by elements of the British rock press. That sucks. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, I sent you an art. Uh, somebody, somebody on tip of my tongue subreddit. Oh, did you post that the song? And and they suggested a lot of songs, including Kasabian Fire, which I don't remember the band. Nah, Kasabian see, Kasabian all, had had club that foot. was the answer to this person's, uh, and it wasn't Kings of Leon. No, oh, this is great. I love this. I do remember. Oh, it was. Yeah, it's it. It's Block Party. Oh, I love Block Party. I think that yeah, first see. record anyway. I don't yeah. know them after that. It's just I want to hear this real quick. This has got to be them. Let's see it. Bon, 
Yeah, this is it. Oh. Yeah, this is such a good song, man. They say I'm on fire on this? <laughs> yeah. I'll even go to the end. Everyone was doing those like uh, four on the floor, like alternate hi-hat beats. Here, I'll go to the, the chorus. I love that I can, I love that I can click this. Here it is. Oh, it's so funny. I guess I just wasn't. Yeah, I'm not a lyric man. I don't know what he's saying. Yeah. It's the very end of it right here. Four times in a row, man. <laughs> yeah. All, I think those are all around the same time. Thank yeah, you for totally. finding that. <laughs> that helped. Yeah, man. Oh, so good. Nine years ago, someone asked yeah. tip of my tongue. Oh. <laughs> okay, so there we go. The, um, the bands. Uh, yes, and the Teenage Fan Club was in that mix. Uh, okay, I, I do have one other thing, David. Yeah. Let me see what this one is. This was... Oh, this was kind of cool. Um, did they... Oh, you know what? They mentioned... So it's in here. It's like... Uh, they mentioned the... They mentioned the seven-inch split with Taking Back Sunday, but... What was cool about this was this was an article called sophiesfloorboard.blogspot.com. Still a blog spot out there. Saturday, December 17th, 2022. Wow. I know. Articles titled um, Jimmy World. I described piebald as being long awaited and highly requested. So I don't even know how to begin emphasizing what a landmark this band is to finally complete. Without a doubt, this has been the most requested band that I have gotten in the past 10 years. And in honor of post number... 1100 they are finally here the timing couldn't be better either as we're only a few days away from jimmy world day december 23rd and have long wow. maintained that clarity is a christmas album so merry christmas baby uh, so then she goes on to or yeah sophie i imagine goes on to discuss the entire history what we have done on the pod um starting from 1993 and then goes in, and talks about every single album they've released including uh that uh, that seven inch split with taking back sunday so that's cool. why it showed up there so i was really happy to see a blog spot still i mean still active she's been going so, since 20 it's funny we were talking about that i was listening to one of my tech podcasts and they're talking about the demise of twitter and and uh people owning their own urls and hosting a blog there or doing something and they're like well it's up to you if that's something you want to do and obviously like that's what i did with dope.com when i had it is i basically ran what was it called i, I called it uh ISO and NLE. It was in search of an, a nonlinear edit system because Final Cut 7 had just crapped out. And I was like, okay, well, what's next? Everyone's jumping over to Premiere. I should probably learn Avid Media Composer because that's what most films and TV are cut on. Speaking of which, dude, Jim Cameron shot, wrote, directed, and edited Avatar. He did? He edited Obviously, that there were a team of editors, sure. a team of writers and all that stuff but like he did everything on that movie like so 
while I didn't love the movie, you gotta give it to the dude. <laughs> Damn, man. The dude can make a movie. The guy can hustle. Jeez. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And he's an ace editor, which is the upper echelon of editors. He's got ACE on the Right, on his credit. He's got PGA on the end of his producer credit and ACE on the end of his editor credit. That's impressive. So anyway, gotta um, give it to the dude. Yeah, I did. I did go to the contact page. I was mistaken here. So it says, if you're a band label owner of something posted on here and want it removed, please email Sophie's Floorboard at Gmail and it will be taken down immediately. If you're in a band and want to be featured, feel free to leave links and info in the chat box. Thanks so much, Kevin. So Kevin, whoever Kevin is, oh yeah, is managing this. The big takeover. So Sophie's Floorboards is just the name of yeah, his. exactly. Yeah, I didn't want to say Sophie is the one doing it. There we go. Uh, what was I getting at? Oh, anyway, I wondered like. We had talked to you a couple weeks ago. I was like, oh, I don't think I own any of my URLs anymore. And I went to lastsoutthebus.com. I was like, oh, somebody's squatting it. Bummer. Well, I do own them. It was just riddled with yeah. <laughs> malware and shit on my <laughs> WordPress install. Yeah. So since then, now, uh, what is it? dpark.com goes to my YouTube page. I just forwarded it. And lastsoutthebus.com goes to the Bandcamp page for it. And then, like, I just didn't feel like doing another wordpress site with yeah like, I, it's a lot of work man and i might just, just turn it into a link tree i guess but like uh, anyway i did wonder like oh do i just fire up a blog again like and just start blogging but like what am i gonna blog about like i did think of starting like a like a tiktok with like uh, apparently like there's all these tiktoks about um uh here's five things you didn't know about ios 16 and it's like i knew about all those things like do i just make a bunch of fucking ios like and people come to me all the time for tips like oh how do i do this and i tell them and they're like oh fuck that's great and now i know how to do that so like i should do like anyway i feel like that goes for anything and with the podcast it was so perfect like people go oh you have a podcast about jimmy world but no one had done one and so that it was ripe for the picking but there yeah. were things like, why would we start a Weezer podcast? Why would we start a Blink-182 podcast when there's so many other ones out there? Do you I listen to any the, Weezer podcasts? Huh? Oh, there's plenty of them. Yeah, there's like, Do I you think, listen to um, them? My Name is Jonas was one of them. There's like a couple uh-huh. of song names. Is it hosted pod- by a Jonas? <laughs> Probably. I don't. I never listen to it. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not really big into podcasts. I got my own, but that's it. It's like, I, I don't, <laughs> uh, you know, I just, I make the cakes. I don't eat them. There and, uh... But I just think about that with people have with these ideas. Like I feel like if there's a market for it, if there's interest, and and you have enough content to fill out, you know, twenty or so posts. I think that's what's nice about it. this show is like, it's finite. Like yeah, and then once yeah. it exists, it just exists. Exactly. So, and you know what? We'll keep yeah. it going. It's one of those things where we'll even beyond our years. I'll I'll give uh, I'll give the keys to to my successors. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> keep right. it running. <laughs> All of uh, Jim's Jim's great grandchildren that listen to it. <laughs> uh, all right. So anyway, I think that covers all of that. Should we jump over to community, or do you have anything else? No, that's it, man. Let's go. All right. I've got Shoutbox, and that's it. And Perfect. Jazz Funeral is the only Shoutbox uh, person. January third, two thousand nine. Um, great cover. Almost as good as the original by Teenage Fan Club Kids. <laughs> so, that's what jazz funeral says and that was the only shop box entry and i didn't bother going to reddit because i figured you would i did yes and i only yeah. came across three that were worth uh that even had this that were worth mentioning sweet i'll go with the first one captain wiki wiki all right i always wish you think of the wiki wiki shuttle man uh <laughs> submitted eight months ago best b-side or non-album song you guys have to put up with many of my quizzes this week thank you it's fun talking <laughs> with other passionate fans 
What are your favorite non-album Jimmy songs? I mean stuff from EPs, demos, B-sides, songs that wound up only on deluxe versions of an album. Essentially, anything that was not part of an album's original collection, I'll list a bunch below. And apologies if I miss any. And they listed a 60. So the concept was one of them. Um, and unfortunately, there was no one that commented on it. It was just it. That was the only thing that oh. showed up. And it was, I was really hoping uh, by me copy and pasting that link, I was like, oh, I'll go in there. Someone's going to be mentioning it. But no yeah, one had. Wild. Yeah, no one talked about it. Um, I do have now two polls for you. All right. Let's do go. this. Okay. Uh, so exile on Dayton Street five months ago. Random poll: cons the concept versus half right. So uh, teenage mm. fan club cover versus heat miser cover. There are seventy eight votes. Where do you think those votes sat? Seventy eight. I'm gonna say thirty forty eight. The concept. Wow. Oh wow. Interesting. Half right had sixty eight. Whoa! Hold right. on. I th- Can we listen look, to okay. right real All right. quick? Am so, I not remembering? <laughs> I uh, I listened today. I was cleaning out the garage and listened to uh, "Stay on My Side Tonight." Yeah. And Half Right came on, and I thought this this EP is so good. I liked Half Right. It's it's where he says "motherfucker," right? <laughs> oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's Jim's big cuss word. Uh, okay, I guess yeah. So I guess it's a little more striking. Then the concept it gets lost in my like that. I, I just don't recall it like like. Yeah. OK, now I'm remembering. Yeah. And I, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. OK, it's like, right, jig, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Motherfucker, turn white <laughs> as a ghost. All right. So, yeah, surprising. But, yes, uh, Half Right clearly was the winner in that in that one with all um, 68 of those 78 votes in there. The other one I have, interesting. I don't know if I've ever done a poll from Exile on Dayton Street with three options in it. This hmm. is random acoustic covers poll, your feet, the concept, and you and I. With the really oh. the recently released acoustic rendition of Something Loud, it got me thinking of acoustic songs from the band, and I started listening to a handful of B-sides from the Futures Chase This Light Invented Era in era. Uh, listen to them if you haven't before hadn't before and let us know can what I, you think. So can I give myself a primer and listen to your feet real quick? Yeah, do it. All right, let's uh I can't wait. I hope it I hope it gives you visions of feet in your brain. Well <laughs> <laughs> Um interesting. It's a cover of a Mojave three song. Never heard of them. Me either. Uh, Let's see if I have it, because when I Google it, um, it looks like a, la- a live... Uh... You, you know what? I said Mojave 3. A- a- ever since Apple released that operating system, all I all I hear in my head is Mojave. Mojave. <laughs> but that's not all. That's not it. <laughs> I was drunk when I met you. I was drunk when you walked out the door. It sounds like a Phoebe Bridger song. It's a cool song. And I rolled around the night to find you, but I guess you never knew. Justin, I don't think I've ever heard this, and I'm 100% going to tell you it's because of the name of the goddamn song. <laughs> <laughs> 100% was like, nope, uh-uh. hard no. <laughs> it's hard your feet. No. 
Something like that. <laughs> oh God, does he fucking sing that? I and it's probably um, also because it's okay. Says okay, your... so three way. Yes, you and I, <laughs> your feet in the concept. What's twenty four the... votes? Twenty twenty four oh votes are spread. I'm gonna say thrice ways. I'm gonna say okay. I'm gonna let's rank them first. All right. I'm gonna say with you the most votes, I. you and I. Okay. All right. Second most, the concept. Okay. Last is your feet. All right. And I'm gonna say fifteen, five, and four. Man, you just you nailed it. Pretty uh, not nailed it. You were close, close to that bullseye. Seventeen for you and I, four for the All concept, right. and three for your feet. You hit it, man. Out of the park there. I would nice. still get that was off the foul. Pretty pole. good. Ding. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. in, right. Not necessarily right <laughs> center field, but I'm yes. proud of that. Wow, pretty. That good. was really good. <laughs> and i'm sure you felt good placing your feet in last place 100 <laughs> percent because of the song title <laughs> yeah oh man i got nothing else for community that's it all right you want to fire up text to speech oh yes i do oh making galding has blessed us and there's no intro on it okay Let's hear making galdings we've listened to so many other versions well, if there's, no in, if there's no intro, you should add one. Of the concept, yeah. Oh, yeah, here we go. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> why, did you take, why did you stop playing that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember where I put it. Ah, oh, here it goes. 69. <laughs> She wears denim wherever she goes. Says she's gonna buy some records by from status quo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Still, she won't be forced against her will. Says she don't do drugs, but she does the pill. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't want to hurt you, oh yeah. I didn't want to hurt you. No, oh yeah. Says she likes my hair cause it's down my back. Says she likes the group cause we pull in the slack. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When she's at the gig she takes her car. And she drive us home if there isn't a bar. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't want to hurt you, oh yeah. I didn't want to hurt you, oh yeah. I didn't want to hurt you, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to hurt you, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it goes! Ah, here it goes! Son of a bitch. <laughs> 69, dudes! I'll be back. Uh, <laughs> so good. All right, sweet. Good job, Megan Golding. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't have any other covers. Uh, we played so many covers of this song. This is a cover. Yeah. Uh, I didn't find anybody covering. Okay. I have one and a half. I have two versions of a rave DJ. Okay. Uh, how many rave DJs do you have? I have just one. All right. Sweet. Uh, let's do, let's do one of mine, then yours, and then the other sure. one of mine. All right. All right. Sweet. Uh, let's do this one first because I'm sure my other one's going to work. This one, I'm not so sure. This is called Your Own Concept, and I went ahead and mixed it with uh, Your Own Disaster, the demo version. Oh, sweet. Uh, since it's acoustic. Oh, yeah. Take you back uh, to high so, school. 
yeah so here we go i'm gonna get the volume by a half half dose here and let's take a listen That's cool. dig it with that with those drums under there yeah that is nice man that half half beat yeah all right what you got all right so the other track that we didn't listen to we listened to pictures of matchstick man right uh there is a song that they played that status quo played uh for live aid 1984 <laughs> that sounds right right something like that and it's uh it's called uh rock all over the world rock rock I wanna rock is it rocking all over the world? I don't want to okay. I do. people smacking themselves. All right, so this one's called Concept All Over the World. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna sound very good, David. Oh no. How rocking is rock all over the world? It's pretty rocking, man. Oh man. I think it's gonna rock real soon. guitars this is so rocking dude you know that new sound you've been looking for (laughs) well listen to this Like someone trying to play this really heartfelt song. <laughs> so walking on stage, rocking all over the world. Come on, man, bring it up. Play it in major key. Uh, all right, concept all over the world. So good. Um. Okay, the next one I have. It. What is it called? Fept. Fept. And I mixed Jim and Ben's version. Oh. I couldn't imagine a better duo than Ben Gibbard and Jimmy and Jim Jimmy Adkins, Jim Adkins. So uh, I thought it would be fun to hear what that might sound like because their versions are so complimentary. I'm hoping for something good. Let's see. Watch it be cursed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet you it's cursed. She wears denim. Oh, dude, yes. I love that walk down though. 
Whatever. Sounds like it would be on the Garden State soundtrack. It does. Ugh. Zach Braff sends his as, requests. His, yeah. <laughs> not as good as I wanted it to be. Yeah. Uh, Justin, what are your final thoughts on the cover song, The Concept, by the band Teenage Fan Club by Jimmy Eat World? I think I love the fact that Jim recorded this in some Texas hotel. The fact that that's listed on there really... it. it, it that's one of my favorite facts. It, it reinforces this the simplicity of this cover that he did. Um, nothing against, nothing against the teenage fan club. Uh, I like it. I don't know if it's going to be one of those where I, I'm glad that I have it on Spotify. I can listen mm-hmm. to it if it plays. I wouldn't skip it. Um, probably not a track that I'm going to go searching for. And it's only three minutes. Not a big one. Yeah, um, he didn't like do it. the big bombastic outro yeah, like, right, uh, like uh, ben ben, Benjamin Gibber did. So what about you, man? <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, I was already familiar with it. I didn't know by the name. So when I hit play on it today, I was like, ah, yes, 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 yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'll probably forget about it tomorrow. <laughs> um, uh, um, but that said, yes, that it was recorded in a hotel room in Texas and sounds as pristine as it does for 2005 standards, too. Yeah. Like, it's not even like, you know, in 2019, and Jim is asking Davey Havoc to record vocals <laughs> on his iPhone. Like, and those came out great. Um, this is 15 years prior to that. So, yeah. Um, uh, I say hurrah to the recording quality of this. But, yeah, I don't know. I'll forget about <laughs> it, I'm sure. Um, so, uh, anyway, um, uh, if you have any concepts <laughs> just be not, i don't know don't let anybody poo poo your concept and remember to be excellent to each other and party on dudes <laughs> i didn't I didn't mean to do the second one. 69 dudes <laughs>